Welcome to episode 451 of Salcedo Paranormal. Uh, and uh, tonight I'm doing another Paranormal Patterns show. Uh, as always, you can find all episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me, at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions, or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live podcast recording stream, or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds, or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. I also want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, and Liam Martin, host of the Exiled Minds podcast, for producing the show and putting it on the network uh, as you hear it there. And if you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review the podcast on your uh, favorite platform. Also, I've written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can uh, check out over on Amazon. And I have a uh, Patreon page, which will be active soon. Um, I'll be putting out one episode of the show on there exclusively every month from um, starting in August here. Tomorrow, basically, the first one will air on. Uh, will be available on Wednesday, Thursday, the third, and um, those that'll be available to all um, membership tiers. And so, uh, if you want to help support the show, that's one way to do it. Also, if you just want to make a one-time donation, it's always appreciated. There um, are two ways to do that. It's through PayPal or Venmo. Again, um, there are other platforms, but they require a phone uh, along with a PC or a computer. And uh, due to my low vision, I don't really, that's not really a, an option for me. But um, so there are all those different ways to help the show out if you can. It's never expected, but always appreciated as there are expenses uh, for doing the show in uh, equipment and research materials. And then travel expenses. I'm going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this year, November 4th and 5th, Saturday and Sunday, at the uh, Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And to uh, do some recordings of myself and then others if uh, they want to participate. And then uh, share those and my thoughts on the, uh, the weekend and the experience once I get back home. So that's the plans for that. Um, and uh, I think that takes care of everything there. So um, I did a show last week. I want to uh, mention this. If you want a, uh, a good long show sort of on the general topic of uh, the current state of um, sort of government covering or, or investigating the, the uh, whole UFO, UAP, unidentified anomalous phenomenon, uh, thing. There was a hearing last Wednesday, I believe it was now, and um, I did a show along with Michael Strange over on his show, Trouble Minds Radio, 
on that topic, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, so I definitely recommend checking that one out, but I just thought I would give a show of my own just to um, briefly sort of give my thoughts uh, and uh, on this whole topic and this whole process in general. I never used to think I'd, I'd want to do that whenever these events happen, but it is um, has been interesting looking at all these current events sort of from my point of view as being someone who has had experiences, um, but also someone that is open to all the possibilities as to what those experiences could be. In other words, I don't know what I experienced, except that I'm mostly sure it wasn't caused by another <laughs> living human. Um, but other than that, I really don't know. I don't, um, I can't say for sure that whatever I encountered was from another world, uh, or another galaxy or whatever. Um, I, I can only say there was consciousness there as far as I was able to tell. Again, um, the, the blue light that I saw several times. And, um, so listening to current events now and watching some current events now when I can is, um... And I think it has been interesting. And so that's sort of why I wanted to go over my thoughts on this. And uh, if you look up UFO hearing, um, whistleblower, you might be able to find some stuff on it. I did find one article. I can share it in the, uh, the episode description that gives a, sort of a list of general key points about the hearing uh, that happened last Wednesday. So I can share that, and that's sort of what I'm... Um, basing my own thoughts off of is this one article. But um, you can find many of them on the same topic if you look around online. So let me get to that here. Um, and again, I, I, as I've said before, I'm not as interested in um, disclosure through the government because there are so many factions and so many agendas that... It would only take one person to manipulate uh, the information coming out from anyone in the government to sort of, to me anyway, invalidate whatever they're, they're saying. And through no fault of everyone else involved even, it's just there's always the possibility of sort of, um, again, people manipulating other people. And... Uh, so that's why I prefer to look into stories from individuals. And uh, even if they're... And I'm not saying that I don't want to look into reports from individuals who have worked for the government. That's not... Um, I don't think that's fair, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. I'm just not interested in an overall uh, um, sort of position that any government or organization takes on the topic. So that's sort of where I come from there. But, um, so let me see here. This hearing was held uh, on last Wednesday again, like I said. Uh, and um, it was an uh, oversight committee, I believe a House Oversight Committee. Um, but, uh, so here is basically... Uh, the, the, uh, my thoughts on this summary here. 
So there is this UFO hearing, uh, key takeaways, uh, cover-up claims, and Pentagon denials. And this is from uh, theguardian.com. And again, I'm not really um, sort of, I'm just using this as a uh, setup for my own thoughts on this thing. So uh, a few of the things that come from this hearing are, of course, claims of a cover-up. Uh, there was a uh, multi-decade program, according to testimony from uh, Grush, that collected and attempted to um, reverse engineer UFOs that crashed. <clears throat> and um, David Grush mentioned this. He uh, apparently led um, Grush led analysis of unexplained anomalous phenomena (UIP) within the U.S. Department of Defense agency until 2023. And he says that he had been denied access to secret government UFO programs. So basically, there's just these reports of from these witnesses and, and from Grush about um, of basically the government having craft uh, and and one term that was brought up in the hearing non-human I believe it was non-human biologics with with the craft and so that of course leads a lot of people to think aliens of some kind of course it's he doesn't say that so um, so I don't know for sure and uh, but also there have been uh, very brutal retaliation for making these, for going, sort of trying to put this informa information out there uh, as a result of um, his claims. He mentions, Grush mentions he had knowledge of people that have been harmed or injured uh, in the course of government efforts to conceal UFO information. So that's, um, that is that part in and of itself is sad. I mean, no one should ever really, no one should ever really be hurting each other for any reason. And, um, but anyway, so the, um, let's see here. So yeah, it goes over that again. That more of the, like I said, the mention of the violence and basically physical and non-physical attacks or retaliations against people for trying to come forward. And um, so let me see here. So yeah, that's one unfortunate part of this whole thing. But um, so really, the the two big things there are the claims of um, non-human intelligences, sort of designing craft that then the government has found apparently, and then the retaliation from different people in government. Again, that's one thing important thing to keep in mind. It's not the the entire government is not. Um, it's made up of a lot of different factions, a lot of different groups. They have their own sort of missions or agendas. And so, um, but since then, since this hearing, where Grush and, and two other um, veterans, military veterans, spoke about uh, UAP, um, there have been, uh, basically, the, the Pentagon has denied that uh, any of these things are... Uh, accurate so but um so yeah that's really sort of let me see here okay here we go 
gets into um, claims from other witnesses, and uh, those were David Fravor, uh, former Navy commander that recalled seeing a strange object in the sky while on a training mission, and uh, and then Ryan Graves, who uh, was a retired Navy pilot who has since founded a group um, called Americans for a Safe Aerospace, and it's a UAP nonprofit. Um, he claimed that uh, he saw UAP off the Atlantic coast every day for at least a couple of years. That's a lot of activity going on right there. So it says um, here in the summary, according to the testimony there, the sightings were not rare or isolated and were being seen by many people, uh, basically within the military and also commercial industries. Uh, people that um, whose their lives depend on accurate uh, identification, according to Graves. So... Uh, and of course, the article ends here with doubts linger. Uh, mentions not everyone was convinced by this testimony, and um, so just this whole sort of topic, and um, just really uh, been has been amazing keeping track of all this. Uh, but um, so that's the that's the here. Let me see here. The article here does mention legislation to come. Uh, that there may be, let's see here, um, there should be several, the, the different people in, in Congress mentioned there should be more information uh, uh, provided uh, and then more legislation as well. So um, that's the end of that article there. But, uh, so yeah, that's just, um, it was really uh, um, amazing sort of being there and uh, online and listening to the event as it happened that day. Of course, all kinds of ideas. People say that um, that Grush was referring to aliens. Other people saying that no, he wasn't. Of course, I don't really know either way. Um, but to me, the the biggest thing, the two biggest things about that whole thing are are or the whole event are if the people there were. Uh, Basically, if they were just making up things, then that is not the best idea to do that in an official um, capacity, testifying basically under oath and everything, to do that. Unless there's, again, going more in the conspiracy angle here, unless everything is just a complete setup, which I have a hard time with that idea. Uh, for a couple of reasons. For one, if everything is set up, if everyone is just playing a part, then um, that's just depressing. And even if it is a possibility, then there's not much more to go with. There's not many more places to go if you sort of follow that line. So I don't pay attention to that idea or that sort of line of thinking. But um, But now if there is... If it is accurate, uh, according to these people, as far as they know, then that is amazing because, they, again, they are telling what they believe to be the truth. Now, the, the problem, of course, like I said in the beginning of the show, to me is 
they're working with all kinds of other people in in official capacities. And whenever you have that, whenever you have multiple people that are sort of um, possibly influencing whatever is going on, that's that's why that's the main reason why I'm I am not uh, I'm not instantly going to oh this whole thing was disclosure this whole thing is um, this whole hearing and everything it was the thing that that uh, is the biggest news ever so but then again if if what they're saying is accurate then then that really is amazing and of course. The next thing is getting proof of that, which I think is also um, probably going to be difficult to, even if they, if anyone does provide that proof, you're still going to have people that will not believe it. So, um, but again, so that's sort of my rambling version of um, of my thoughts on this whole topic. Um, but we still have some time left here, so I think uh, maybe what I'll do is just go over a couple of the the first sightings of the blue light that I saw. Uh, again, I've done a whole show on that, I believe, before. But just to give some context as to why I'm interested in these things, um, when that, uh, about let me see here now, it's been a year and a half, almost, almost two years, I think. Anyway, it was either a year or two ago now. Um, one summer night, it was still summer, but it was late summer, I believe. The first time I saw anything. Uh, I was going out to get the mail. It was around like 3, 3.15 in the morning. My apartment complex where I live, it has um, what they call courts, which are basically... Uh, these collections of these buildings where there's there's a building it's like a square with one entrance in and out of this area which is all the parking lot that's in the middle of all these buildings so when i leave my apartment to get the mail i have to basically turn right and walk along the front of the the building that i'm my apartment is in and then turn left and i'll be that's where i'm walking across one of the other buildings and uh, I noticed there was a light in the sky, and I thought it was a star. But it was it was uh, odd to me because I th- I thought it was really bright. Now I'm legally blind, so I normally don't see a lot of stars. It's it's really unusual for me to see stars at night. I also saw the moon, so I know that what I saw wasn't the moon. Um, it was off to the left of the moon, actually. But um, so as I was getting closer to the mailbox, I've been thinking at the time I had been talking with um, Derek, the Night Stalker, uh, about doing a show on the different ways aliens could make contact with people. And we hadn't done it yet, but it was on my mind. And so I was just thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if that was something other than a star or a drone or a plane or a satellite? And as I was thinking that, I was walking behind this tree that's in front of the mailboxes. And uh, when I came out, and of course this tree hid the light that I had been seeing. And so when I came out from behind the tree, just after thinking this, the light had changed color from sort of just a bright, 
down a white light, orange light, whatever, bright light, to a blue. Like a bright blue. And um, I was instantly, I had the sense of it was aware of me. There was intelligence there from it right away at that point. Didn't have that on my walk over to the mailbox, and I'm just thinking of this now. I didn't get that sense as I was walking to the mailbox. It was only, it was like it, it noticed my thought possibly as I was walking behind the tree. <laughs> And sort of um, uh, decided to interact. And uh, so I just stopped. I didn't even get the mail right that minute because I just stopped. And I was thinking, that's a blue light. And it's not blinking and it's not moving. And, and so I was really amazed. And I was just thinking, this is, is could this be it? And so... I sent out a thought thinking about sort of all those different ways that are possible. And one of them, of course, you hear about is is telepathy. And so I sent out a thought of hello to it. And I think I got a reply, but it was so fast that I, I almost didn't catch it. It was as if you had compressed the word hello down to just hello. Like, just not even that. Just really fast, just instant. And it almost didn't even feel like a word. But it was that same response. And I just stood there for another few minutes looking at it. And then eventually I did start getting the mail and getting ready to, to, to go back in inside. And I did start asking questions in my mind. You know, who are you? Where did you come from? Didn't get any responses. And I, I tried to wait for a little while between each question. But um, didn't get any, any more responses. But I just had this sense of a presence from this light. This entire time I was outside. And, um, and so I decided to walk back inside because I couldn't just stand there all morning. Uh, but I, so I walked back to my apartment, keeping my eyes on this light as much as I could. And it was there the whole time I was walking back home. And I did, I did sort of think goodbye toward it, but I didn't get any response. I also was um, thinking, well, that was amazing. I'll, I'll never see this again. And that's, that's going to be a one-time thing I can tell everyone about. And, of course, the, the next night, I, I saw it again. And no, I'm sorry, not the next night. It was a little bit of time in between, maybe a week. That's the problem with memory. But anyway, I did see it again at some later point. And that second sighting through, I had like five sightings in five nights in a row. And um, so, and, and it did different things. Again, uh, if you just go back to previous episodes of my show... I think I even go over that story on that show that Derek and I did on, on different ways to contact aliens. So you have to scroll back a little ways. But, um, yeah. So it was really amazing to have that experience after uh, I, I'd been thinking about that whole topic. And then, boom, it's there. And uh, also between the second and third sightings, I had the return of the ghost cat in the middle of the day. 
just sounds, but it was there. So I have no idea how those are connected, but who knows? Anyway, um, that takes care of that for today. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.